Return. Long awaited return. Welcome to episode 72. Two testicles are back. 72 <laughs> of the duo sports and stuff podcast. My Just name kidding. is Deontay Epps, joined by my best friend, my best man, my ace, my guy, Dane Beasley. Dane, are you staying warm? Are you staying safe? Uh, winter weather out there, man. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Staying warm. Uh, and I'm not an athlete. So we good. Should be straight. Hopefully, well, about 30 minutes ago, there was some more snow and flurries coming now. So I was like, what is going on? But I mean, early reports I've been reading on Twitter, on the highways and stuff, you know, little to no accidents. So that's good. People are driving safe, hopefully. But more than anything, hopefully all the loved ones out there and listeners, you're doing good. You're bundled up and you're, you're, you're with electricity and with power. So, yeah. Yeah, stay warm, stay safe uh, here in the Waco area. It hasn't, it's like a little mix of sleet and snow, ice, whatever. Slush. Uh, slush. Uh, the roads are kind of frozen right now. Um, obviously, we're not making any moves here. We're we're chilling in the house and um, we're recording. Obviously, we're back for episode 72. It's been a while. Man, um, the Ronte Scales episode. Yeah, Ron, shout out to Ronte. Um so I had my honeymoon, Dane. That's that hey. was one reason why we were uh, out of hey. out of commission on the pod. Yeah, boy, y'all was on, look, y'all was on the honeymoon for like four weeks, wasn't it? <laughs> I wish, bro. A week, week, weeks long uh, honeymoon in Mexico. That was very fun. And then we're going, we were going to return the following week, but then you kind of weren't feeling well. Um, yeah, so yeah, it, life happens, man. And you know, we we had a lot of people that listened to us and very appreciative of you uh checking us out and you know man what's what's going on we, we're, we're back yeah, we 72 did, we're we're doing well man and we we missed a lot of uh a lot of a lot of stuff man a lot of drama Obviously. for your mama yeah a lot, a lot of drama <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff went down man uh the this episode we're, we're gonna try to touch on as much as we can without Thanks. um being late Tardy, being late, uh, yeah, tardy. Uh, <laughs> trying to figure out what, what we're gonna say, all this stuff. So I, I kind of, yeah, that kind of helped out with the timing of it, kind of getting all the information about all the news that's that's happened um, been since we've been gone. Yeah, man, and of course the the big news this week is with former Miami's Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores suing the NFL. And three Tough teams, time. yeah, alleging, yeah, alleging racism and hiring practices. He sued the NFL and three teams: the Dolphins, Broncos, and Giants, alleging discrimination regarding his interview processes with Denver and New York, and his firing last month by Miami. And he, uh, his lawyers sent out a fifty-eight. I, I would like to briefly lawsuit. Object. Go the ahead, NFL, bro. The NFL has a standard. We're ending racism. Because it's oh, yeah. taking all of us. So it's on the field, this, right? I'm sure this is nothing. This is just made up in our minds. But, he, I'm, I'm, you know, he's another one of those guys wants to just a quick payday. That's what this looks yeah. like. Yeah. want to pull the stuff up by his bootstraps. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the NFL is doing everything they can. They have the, the end racism on the field. Yeah. This is all on us. It's all on the helmets. Yeah, man. Uh, so every, they're doing everything right. Uh, what was the uh, when. During the, after the Kaepernick situation, they start playing "Lift Every Voice" before the game. Do they yeah, still do that? All the little symbolic stuff and putting, you know, yeah, the little cute Mind commercials. You, it's, it's it's Black History Month now, so yeah. you know they're even taking even more precautions. Look, it was timely, bro. It was like, hey guys, <laughs> we understand it's a tough time, but yeah, it's 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 been a lot of pandering from the NFL, but it's it's. Aside from it, obviously this taking place and still happening uh, with with Brian Flores and of course probably some other individuals will come to like the timing of it all is just like are you kidding me? Like obviously you want to celebrate uh, your culture and Black history throughout the year. It's more of an anniversary for for this this time of year right now during February. But for it to take place like now, it's like come on, but this is optically SNL couldn't have written a better script. So it's. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is what it is. This, I mean, not a lot of people, I mean, 
who all is surprised by this by show of hands? Who was surprised by yeah, man. these allegations and stuff? So I mean So diving deep into the story in, in the fifty eight page lawsuit, um Flores alleges that the owner Stephen Ross Allegedly. attempted to incentivize him to tank, which means lose games on purpose. Shortly after he was hired in 2019, oh Ross God. allegedly offered Flores $100,000 for every loss that season. Flores says that as the team won games late oh. in the season, Dolphins general manager Chris Gurr told him Ross was mad that the on-field success was compromising draft position. That's one of the <laughs> one of the things Flores said in the lawsuit. Another thing, Flores alleges that Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of 2019 season. And before we get to speculating who that was, uh, it says uh, he refused to not violate the NFL's team's tampering or NFL's tampering rules. Ross then allegedly invited Flores onto a yacht for lunch in the winter of 2020, where he informed him that the quarterback was conveniently arriving at the marina for an impromptu meeting. So if we all remember in 2019, who was like the prominent quarterback at that time that potentially left a place that he had been for so long after winning six Super Bowls. Hmm. Um, so uh, who could that be? Who could that know. be? The man that we'll talk about in the next segment who has decided to leave the game after 22 seasons. But hmm. yeah, man, Flores said he wasn't down for that and Ross apparently got mad because it's Stephen Ross and, you know, there's been more things talked about with him previously, but Another thing that was just another one of the allegations Flores said, as well as um, against the the big, probably the biggest thing, which is because it's more recent, Dane, was mm-hmm. Flores was a candidate for the New York Giants job, right? Really? And yeah, man. So <laughs> Flores, in, in the lawsuit, there is a text message thread between... Um, Flores and his former boss, Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. Oh, and Bill Belichick is uh, texting him. Congratulations, Brian, on <laughs> getting that so Giants I, job. Look, so I called Bill. Bill said, yeah, so I called Bill. <laughs> and in the exchange, you can see Brian was, you know, kind of shocked. Like, thanks, coach. I think I have a shot at it, uh, but I haven't even interviewed and then the record Bill's probably like if this the you know those uh <laughs> those those movies where the record scratch Bill, on bill's end bill belichick he's like yeah this is where he messed up and in the text message you can see bill belichick saying he effed up <sighs> and that's when that's brian flores knew you know and it, it it's kind of sad and i get to to the actual my actual feelings on it <laughs> man it feels like and we have talked about it when they spoke on the uh event not the advances but the initiatives that they were going to take in general i remember us having an episode about it and we're more like we'll believe it when we see it kind of things because yeah thing, like episodes like this always occur seem to occur where right. this has been a theme supposedly times right. a year Something like yeah. this happens. Scandalous. Yeah. Often with we're taking often like happening with black people. Some reason. Yeah. Well, we're taking weird. three steps forward and five back. <laughs> and it's like, okay, it's like a cycle, you know, a right. big cycle. And that was one of the reasons why I was really excited um when the Denver Broncos had uh the Robert Smith was allegedly trying to buy him the black owner. Because this is the actual opportunity, yeah, the right. actual opportunity where you could see some change in the higher ups, where there's somebody you know black that's making the decisions for a team. And, it, and, and this so is not, to, and this is not to say the full disclaimer. This is not to say that just yeah. because a, a a black guy happens to own a team that he has to hire nothing but black. Well, that's not what we're saying here. But if you have 32 individuals, most of which happen to not be black. And then if another black guy happens to come in the picture. It's kind of like, okay, this this might be a, a change of, of any. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that he has to hire a bunch of black. But it's not what we're saying. But the opportunity is good for the optics, Proceed right? And with the and yeah, I, I'm getting sidetracked here, but I'm throwing. I'm about to throw some stats <laughs> at the listeners oh, oh, oh. and viewers, right? I'm about to okay. hit them with the stats. Hit it with the facts. And, and this stats. comes straight from the lawsuit that I have pulled up right here, right? Okay. So. Only one, and we know this now, only one of the NFL's 32 teams has a black head coach, Mike Tomlin of the Steelers. 
That's three percent. One of the most successful coaches in NFL history. Right. That's only three percent. Right. Now let's take it down to the to the coordinator level. Ooh. Only four of the NFL's thirty-two teams employ a black offensive coordinator. That's twelve percent. All right. The defensive side, it's a little uptick. Eleven yeah. of the thirty-two teams, that's thirty-four percent, employ a black defense coordinator. Um, then we'll go to the special teams. Eight of the NFL's 32 teams, that's 25%, employ a black special teams coordinator. Quarterback coach, three of the NFL's 32 teams, 9%. General manager. And I think this is probably the highest it's been, if ever. You know what I'm saying? It's six of the NFL's 32 teams, that's 19%, employ a black general manager. Now, can you guess, Dane, off the top, what do you think the percentage of players that are black in the NFL are? I'm going to say 73%. 70%. Really close. 70% of players in the NFL is black. So there's there's a disconnect there. If I told you, um, for example, Nick Wright – which I agree with Nick Wright on a lot of things, but I disagree with a whole lot of other things that he says, but he had a great point. He had a great point. He was like, if you, if you woke up one day in the NHL, right. (laughs) I know that's crazy. I love the the direction this is going. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you woke up in the NHL and there was like, 20, 25 black head coaches in the NHL. You'd be like, what the hell's going on? Right? <laughs> Wait a minute now. What's going on here? Okay, This yes. is a predominantly white sport, and right. I got 20, 25 black head coaches, right? So, uh, like, going on. <laughs> yeah, something's not right. So if you flip the script with the NFL, and like those numbers I just said, like you could see, okay, something's not. Not the, happy, repre- the representation not is off. Yeah, the opportunity right. of the representation is not. Something's off. That's a fair. Right. I mean, that's, the optically, when you think about it, imagine, imagination wise, when you're like, okay, man, oh yeah, that's that's weird. But nobody bats an eye about that because of. I mean, we'll go ahead, go ahead, man, go ahead. Yeah, Continue. and then yeah, that was just my point. Like in my opinion, the way to solve this, and I don't know, like this is the closest we've been to having a black owner with the sources saying the. The Robert Smith character guy was inter- interested in buying the uh, the Broncos, but since then I've had I haven't heard much. Which is, I didn't get my hopes entirely up because <laughs> when you always get hopes you up about these certain things, yeah. But at some point, I think the solution is to get minorities in those higher positions of ownership. Give them, give them a chance, bro. Yeah. I, I like think, a, a legit chance, like not like oh we got our guy we got our guy in mind that we're never gonna hire, but let's go ahead and uh, do a little bit of due diligence. Let's you know go through a few interviews just for the sake of doing that, and then see where it takes us. Just just give it a chance. Because here's the thing: another issue that the NFL has, of course, I like a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs based on or not based on merit. Unfortunately, sometimes you get a job because of who you know. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. However, when you have Jobs like this that are specifically tied to large amounts of money, uh, a large amounts of money, and just so happen to be within the realm of the entertainment industry. Why are so many of these guys that are hired retreads? Why are so many of these guys that are hired cousins and brother-in-laws and uncles and cousins of players? Generations. And you're hot and you're hiring just based off of because they are in the same coaching room or something like that with little to no success. And for some reason, the NFL of all places who claim or they're not they're not in the they're not in in terms of professional sports leaders in following analytics and, and making decisions based on the success of the past. But you're literally putting out the same recycled bunch of head coaches and coordinators and stuff that have not accomplished anything. It's literally, hey man, my buddy, I used to coach with him back in the day. I'm gonna bring him on because I know like how do we not see an issue with this? Like, it'd be one thing if these guys were, they all had, you know, Super Bowl runs. I mean, well, not even Super Bowls. They had title runs and things like that and success in those positions. But a lot of the times these guys are just associated by just being in the same room as some of these guys. And it's crazy to me. But, yeah, again, here we are. But my bad. Go ahead. Slow to hire, slow to hire quick to fire, man. Yeah. That's, right, right, that's right, the right, staple. Right. 
that's a staple. Like, did, what was the Dolphins' record at the end of this season? They had a winning record. I do right. know that. Okay, I thought so. And so for this man to get fired after a winning season, I mean, I I, I can't even imagine like his first thought about that. And I almost forgot, Dan. I got a clip because yesterday or the day before, Brian Flores, uh, he did a like a media circus. Not, I don't know what's the proper term, but he went on a little media tour after um, this lawsuit. And so this was Brian Flores on get up on ESPN kind of talking about his thought process with this lawsuit and the change he's trying to make. You filed this lawsuit, which you are aware is obviously going to have enormous repercussions. What was the tipping point for you through your experiences that made you feel this was something you needed to do? Well, I mean, just, you know, I've been on, you know, several interviews over the years. um, And look, I mean, this is, we didn't have to file a lawsuit for, for, the world to know that there's an, an issue from a hiring and firing um, um, practices so in the National Football League. Why did that, that's um, correct. A lot of people this, have yeah. pointed this out. So why did you feel you needed to do this? Because we need change. That was, that was, that was the number one reason. Um, and I know there's, there's a sacrifice, there's risk to that, but um, at the end of the day, um, we need change. We need change. Um, I, I know many very capable um, black coaches, um, some of my staff who I know um, if given an opportunity or when given an opportunity are going to go and do a great job on their interview. Um, and I would just hate for that uh, to, be a, to be a waste. Uh, and I think, you know, we need to change the hearts and minds of, of the people making those decisions. That's why, we're, that's why, you know, we filed the lawsuit. Who are those people? Who specifically do you think needs the change? Uh, the owners uh, of the NFL. So that's that was Brian Flores straight from his mouth talking about what, you know, the decision process and why he felt like this was a move he needed to make. And it is definitely definitely like reminiscent to me, Dane. And I don't know if you agree with me or not of the Colin Kaepernick situation as far as him sacrificing and knowing the risks of blackballing or not blackballing going against the NFL and the, the, the protective shield, so to speak, and what that could mean for his career down the line. Because, you know, we haven't seen Colin Kaepernick ever since he took a stand or take a knee, you could say. But um, Brian Flores kind of realizes that, you know, or he's taking it on to himself to believe that this is something more than him, which he has stated and which is kind of true. And for the generations of other coaches coming up in the ranks that want to, you know, pursue goals like this. And so I think for him, I think it's definitely courageous to go this route. And I started to think about situations that I'm, I have been in where I felt like I was qualified for a certain job. And I'm not saying it was a racist kind of thing, but like there were times where I felt like, man, I was qualified for that. Why I didn't get it. Why? And I think it kind of went back to what you were talking about, the who, you know, aspect and Mm -hmm. people that are in with these kind of people and that. And I think this is like a, like a brotherhood, not a brotherhood. Like a uh, what's the term I'm looking for, Dane? You kind of meant you touched on it earlier, like a uh, uh, nepotism, like no. a yeah, kind of like a pact of uh, not yes men, but I'm I'm talking about like a group of people that in the know with each other, like you talk about the coaching <laughs> I mean, tree. It's not, and, it's uh, not circle jerking, but I was that'd probably be the loosely the most I mean yeah. borderline appropriate term because it's like it's like hey guy, yeah. You know, Oh, and then you go back to the stats, like the stat, like the stats of name. You can't, you can't argue that. You know, yeah. it is what it is, man. The the representation for minority coaches, I won't just say black, but you know, Hispanic coaches in the NFL as well is very low. I think Ron Rivera is the only Hispanic coach, head coach. I want to say. Um, correct me if a, I'm wrong. If somebody has listening or watching, but there might be like two, maybe a few. But yeah, before before you, because you're onto a good point. One of the things that you you mentioned about Brian Flores and just a similar act of, uh, well, history books 10, 15 years from now will, you know, call him a hero. The NFL will name a day back, name a day (laughs) after him. He'll be on like one of the commercials and like the background, like a little blue hued little silhouette or whatever, you know, just how courageous he was. But right now, of course, he's enemy, enemy number one um, to me, in my opinion. But 
think about it. A few years ago, I've been reading about this. The average age of all NFL head coaches and coordinators was 40 years or 49 years old. So that's it's pretty old, right? Mm-hmm. We'll say that's pretty old, right? So Brian Flores, who who was formerly an NFL head coach, who's he definitely the moment he pushed in on that, you know, um, on that lawsuit, that that was his retirement. He submitted his retirement papers. We probably won't see him coach ever again in the NFL. But he, I'm sure he understands the risk of that. He's 40 years old, mm-hmm. 40 years old, or 40 years young, the way you want to look at it. Right. Um, so we have a guy that's at the very beginning, or there was at the very beginning of his coaching career, decent success in in terms of uh, when you look at it, winning because winning is what matters. Um, obviously, you know he didn't get the opportunity to fulfill or to reach, I guess pivotal markers in oh, and contract. the way he put it he was hired to fail like yeah he was you a, getting a, a paid, you getting paid to lose yeah like coach. you know you're losing you're gonna get fired and they're gonna hire the guy they want to hire to right. bank off the the high pick that you had or the quarterback you they wanted you to sign all this stuff is a big it, setup but. it let it's unfortunate because it lets these a lot of these black coaches know that they're expendable and that they're they're only they're temporary I mean, that's the message that you're sending. Of course, this does happen. This happens to white coaches as well. This does happen to white coaches. We're not saying it doesn't. However, alarmingly, if the small percentage of black coaches make up the NFL head coaching rosters and they're the largest portion of coaches that get the shortest leashes in terms of having the ability to try to turn around a program, that doesn't make you like wonder like maybe there's something at will going here. You know, maybe there's something there's not there's not as much leniency going on here. And we're not saying that just because again, it's not saying just because he's a black guy in a in a coaching position, he should be, you know, given the Jason Garrett treatment, which he's allowed to be at the the head coach of your organization for 13 years with complete failure at every level. We're not saying that. However, you want to make sure that these same Head coaches get the same opportunity to fail just as their white counterparts, just in the name of fairness, because this is this is a league of parity. It's supposed to be a league of fairness. Everyone should have an opportunity to win. They made that very clear when they increased it from 16 games to 17 games. It's it's all about making sure that we have more opportunity to watch more games and and more opportunity to watch more teams win. That's what it's all about. But. It's it's very lopsided, and then it's unfortunate we're still having to talk about this. Because trust me, we're sick and tired of talking about this shit too. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. it's getting it, it's getting old. It's been old. We're tired of talking about it. Not for the sake of you know, we're not the talking heads. We don't represent all of the black community. But at the same time, it's like this is what we see. This is what we experience. This is just a microcosm of unfortunately the lifestyle that many people in professional, or many people who are professionals have to live. But again. The change has to start with it has to start up top with the NFL, and I don't think they're I don't I don't have a solution. I'm, I'm yeah. the same as I gave you last time when we said we talked about the Rooney Rule isn't working, is not working. I don't have a solution, but I know that this isn't working. Uh, it's very yeah. obvious. It's I, yeah, and how do you how do you decipher besides the? I mean, how do you decipher if somebody is really doing the Rooney Rule the right way? Like we've seen through this lawsuit, like. With what Brian, Brian Flores has said, as far as what the Denver Broncos did, and if that's yeah. entirely true, I'm, I'm Shame. pissed. Like, yeah, like I'm a Denver Broncos fan, but golly, like how? And for the people that didn't hear in the lawsuit, Brian Flores claimed that when he was interviewing for the Denver Broncos position in 2019, that uh, John Elway and the the GM, I think Joe Ellis and the guys showed up late to the interview and they seemed disheveled like they were had a hangover. And that kind of showed him that they weren't like it was just like a a deal to get the Rooney rule out the way. Like, yeah, we're interviewing. Of course, all these it's funny, all the different after Brian Flores came out and said this, each and every one of the different uh uh, what do you call it? Defendants in this lawsuit have come out and to say it's false, and you know John Elway literally dropped the 
big quote today right before we started recording. I didn't get a chance to fully read it, but I, I don't want John Elway. Yeah, I, I got you. I'm going to guess what he said. Something like, it went something like, Oh, let me see if I can find it. I want to first get ahead of these allegations. Blah, 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 blah. I have black friend. Blah, 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 blah. 73% of our <laughs> roster is black. Blah, blah, blah. Black, 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 Wakanda forever. Something like that. I'm sure it went something like that if I had to guess about the the, the statement that was put out by John Elway's uh, team. But so. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> falsely acclaimed or false. What did he say? Hold on. Yeah, while I was not planning to respond publicly to the false defamatory <laughs> claims by Brian Flores, I cannot be silent any longer with my character, integrity, and profession being attacked. I took Coach Flores very seriously as a candidate for our head coach position in 2019 and enjoyed our three-and-a-half-hour interview with him along with the rest of the group. I was prepared, ready, and fully engaged during the entire interview as Brian shared his experience and vision for our team. Yeah, man. You know, everybody, nobody's going to come out and say, yeah, Hey, man, true. Look, I was drunk. Pissy drunk when I showed up yeah. to the interview. I even had on yesterday's clothes. My bad, G. Uh, right. You would have got the job. Unfortunately, we already had our guy uh, who we just fired, you know, <laughs> not too long ago. So, uh, sorry. Maybe you should work a little bit harder. Try to win a little bit more. Yeah. Peace. Something like that. Something like that, man. It's, uh, like we said, I. you don't have a solution. Mine is to get... I don't know how, but get somebody to buy black or buy a black team. I didn't mean that. I've been a, <laughs> well, a black owner. Always been on black. <laughs> yeah, somebody so owner. The camera zoomed in on always been on black. Yeah, man. Oh but shoot. We'll see how see how this situation plays. I still interview. I think he still interviewed for the Saints job, I believe. But man, I, I it's looking. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see anybody doing that now that he's come out and, and went this route but we'll, we'll keep a close eye on that Dane and in other big NFL news our favorite quarterback the man that I love to hate Tom Brady Thomas. retiring Tommy 22 Brian. seasons 7 yeah. Super Bowls that's insane. Seven Super Bowls. Yeah. You got the sound drops, man. Give him the claps. Go ahead and give him the claps, Deion. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see the, if I can find get the claps for Mr. Brady. Uh, let's see. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Shout out to you, Mr. Thomas Brady. Uh, me, I'm one of your biggest haters. My team has never <laughs> beaten you in your entire career. So hats off to you. Um, I mean, I wouldn't go in the streets parading and shouting about it. It's just the Cowboys. But, hey, man, you did your thing. We appreciate you. Uh, now it's going to be interesting just how lopsided the organization that you just left is going to be because, sorry, but yeah. yeah. Welcome back to the regular scheduled program, Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> fans. Cowboys <laughs> going it was right fun back while to the, it lasted, huh? Yeah, going right back to the basement. Back, back to mediocrity. <laughs> All three of the uh, fans that I know. I put uh, up a poll about this. Who about who who do you think would win the NFC South now that Ooh. Brady's gone? I think I responded. I I just went ahead and guessed with the Panthers just because of I, desperation. I, I picked I picked the Saints. Um Ooh. oh wait, no. I don't know. I would have said the Saints if they still had Sean Payton. But yeah, that's a good now point. that and their cap situation. I don't well, the cap, I don't want to say the cap situation because the cap is literally a myth. They 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 bring in Marty Bird every freaking season of Marty season. So I don't I don't know. But anyways, I, I'd say the Panthers just because of the the loaded roster that they had. They underperformed, of course, but you know, I think once they find themselves a better, a decent quarterback or something that's consistent, um, I don't know. I'm just going with them. Plus I like the color yeah. scheme. So I think I picked the Saints <laughs> just their uh the defense played Play decent for them, yeah. This year, like they really carried the load. If they, if they found, I mean, Jameis, if he comes back and stays with the Saints, I I think he'll be the best quarterback in that division over Matt Ryan. Over, I think, what Sam Donald's over there, and I don't know who the Bucks are gonna get. So, but yeah. Shout out to Tom Brady, man. It's, I mean, obviously, obviously, Tom. I mean, what else can you say about him? The greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Seven Super Bowls. Yeah, 
as much as I love to hate him and I am enjoying that he is out of the league when he did what he did when he was, you know, killing it for 22 years on top, he led the league in passing this year. Like he could, he could literally still play. Like it's not like he's walking away from the game because he can't throw like Peyton Manning did, you know, like throwing ducks. Yeah. Noodle arm. Like (laughs) that last year, I mean, defense literally carried. He got benched that year. Peyton Manning did. I don't know if you remember, Dane, that last year he was in, he got benched for uh, Brock Osweiler. Mm, And then Brock started playing bad. And we brought Peyton in. The defense just carried us to to a Super Bowl, which, yeah, I won't regret that. Didn't go go too well. No, didn't go too well. But Tom, man, he led the league in passing this year. He probably has almost all the records that probably going to be staying for a while, maybe until – Patrick Mahomes gets in, into those later years, but he could have still played another three years, probably, you know, and at the height of the game. Uh, no, nah, bro, he he still got it. Ability, 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 yes. The ability, yes. He does have the ability. Okay. Whether or not they would have been able to sustain the the players or the personnel on that roster. Okay. That's a whole different that's that's the I argument with I'm that. going with the, the logical sense. Because I, I have no idea how that's gonna look. But I'm yeah. interested because I love chaos. But um, yeah, you know, go ahead, it's your floor. Yeah, <laughs> deuces. <laughs> That's all you can say about Tom. Oh, no, great, great career and uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, he'd be eligible 2027. <laughs> obviously, first ballot. He is gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna be on that thing. I'll play. I'll play. I'll play. But the uh, other big news out of the NFL. Dun, dun, dun. The Washington football team has decided on a new <laughs> name and brand. It is the Washington Commanders, and everybody on social media is making fun of it. I, on the other hand, I actually... You loser. You better not say I, it. I, you like did, the name? I didn't hate it. I, didn't ha- I don't hate the name. No, I don't hate the name. It's but, just fun to make fun of because everything is just of, atrocious. Of course. Of course. Shout out to my I, dog, I, Big Mark. Yeah, Mark, if you ever listen to this. The Washington Commanders. And, Dang, did you see that video I just sent you on Twitter, the Twitter messages? Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm about to play the audio of it on right. the on the pod. But I'm going to let you. Ahead, I'm gonna let you. Okay, I'm going to play the audio. It is, <laughs> you know, fans always love to come up with, like, a chant, something to say for their team. You know, you got Broncos country. You got uh, Go Pack Go. Previously, when it was the Redskins, they had held to the Redskins. And so this this video went viral after the commanders were selected for Washington. And there's a video that I am going to play. Actually, yes, I'm going to play the Lord audio. I just and if you're watching. I didn't make it through the 15 second mark. <laughs> Black if History Month. What the hell? What is this? Why did this? What? No. <laughs> Why are we right, going so, out like this? So if you're listening to the it's episode. Only day three. <laughs> I'm going to play the audio. If you're watching on YouTube and uh, on the video, you're going to be able to see the video of this particular uh uh, instance of this of these yeah yeah so i'm gonna just play it we are commanders and there you have it ladies and gentlemen the washington commanders football team we've got a new slogan yeah we took it off of farmers but the fact of the matter is we are commanders boy it gets better every time i tell you guys hey like I always tell you guys from the Rally Captain, you rep it hard, but don't rep it at all. It all. It's your boy Rally Captain, and we are commanders. <laughs> Love it, guys. Take care. Bro, that's the same tune as that we are farmers. Yes. Yes, exactly. Bro, you about to get hit with a cease and desist, my boy. Like, <laughs> all right, so first off, Top as ten cringeworthy ever. Yeah, bro. super cringe. As much as I would love to make fun of this uh, embarrassment of an NFL or professional football team, because they, of course, they're division, they're division rivals. They're in the NFC, so this is this is this is nothing but great material from the season when we beat the hell out of them again. But this is so awkward, bro. Like this is so awkward. Like it's 
10 times worse than like the awkwardness you get like when people like singing happy birthday to you but it's not your birthday your birthday had already passed like four or five days like after the fact like yes. this is that level of awkward like like tripping and falling after receiving you know your, your diploma or something like that on the stage like that this level of embarrassment times 20 but did you see the little brigade uh, the the brigade of I saw you tweet that. I'm like, <laughs> why is this funny? Like, it, I, I, if I guess they thought like, hey, we about to kill him with this shit, boy. What we what yeah. you hopping the whip and drive around and, and I don't know. Commanders. Do you I think there's know. a better better name they could have chose or just kept the Washington football team name? Because that I would have kept the Washington football team. And honestly. people made fun of that though when that happened. But that was clean though. Like, yeah. how, how cold you? I mean, obviously they it didn't work out that well for them. But, I mean, it's not going to work out well for thirty-one teams in the NFL. But you were your your low your your mascot was it, there wasn't one, so like you were it was legit like the Browns. That's what the, the hell the un, is the Browns? The, un, the unique uniqueness. Like, what the hell is the Browns? You never stand out. What's the Browns, man? Like they, it's, know, it's almost the same, essentially the same yeah. thing. So, but anyways, th- this one sucks. It, what's even worse than that is the whole presentation of their logo. And the, the the years that they won the Super Bowl or the championships, they had the wrong years on there. It was I saw that. It was so so. I was like, wait a minute, nineteen ninety two didn't care the three. Y'all won in nineteen ninety one, didn't y'all? Like it, it's and somebody brought up the comparisons. Like nobody calls them the eighty six Bears. They, they're called the eighty five Bears because it's a regular them, season. They won. exactly right. Nobody calls it the seventy three Dolphins. It's the seventy two Dolphins. Like. Mm-hmm. So they got that all wrong. Hopefully to get that fixed. And then just them going on their social media and posting memes and trying to, you know, clout chase and that backfiring. It's like, you guys suck so bad. And it's just, I will for one appreciate it. Okay, what about the jerseys? No. Do you like the jerseys at all? The little W. Okay, yeah, the W in the front, I didn't get I didn't like that part. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah, the W in the front was kind of weird. So every time after they lose, somebody's gonna inevitably Photoshop oh, a put, put I mean, Photoshop an L right in the middle of <laughs> But it's like yeah, that- there was no effort put into the customizing of the jerk. Like it's literally like okay. Say what you want about the name, the mascot, whatever, that's fine. Corny, yes. But at least y'all could have came through. Now the black uniforms were decent, but at least y'all could have came through and killed it with the uniform like y'all i don't know who used microsoft paint to create them uniforms but whoever it was they need to be fired and they don't need another job i apologize i know we're in a pandemic but it is what it i don't they could have consulted with somebody over at oregon or or somebody over with i i don't know somebody with some dope uniforms they should have been like hey look we need something new we need something that says we're here. We're not going to win a lot like of games. We, that we're taking command. We're gonna look. We're gonna look good losing. Like they should have. They dropped the ball. Unfortunately for them, uh, this is the bet that they're gonna have to lay in until they inevitably have to sell their team or change their name. Fifteen years. Yeah, ago. and we still got so Daniel Snyder as the owner. That yeah. goes back to what we were saying before. So <laughs> they do have. My, I think they, the the guy that helped run the um. I don't want to misquote him, but he's not the GM, but he's like the marketing, the one that helped front the or front run the 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 rebrand. I think he's a brother because they announced it on Good Morning America, one of the Today Show, something like that. But okay, um, I think yeah, I, I I like the black uniforms, everything except the W in the front of the helmet, which I don't get, I don't get that. But the name, I think Red Wolves could have been better, but I think they lost the trademark. To that, yeah, somebody had um, some dude I think there was some, got a bunch of them trademarks. I think, when, yeah, I think what it, what really happened is I don't think Commanders was their first choice. I think they wanted. I I, I believe that they wanted to go. Your the, sources the tell Red you Red Wolves, to. right? Yeah, sources are telling me that they wanted to go that <laughs> route. Because um, I don't know if you remember the uh, the San Antonio Commanders from the uh, that uh, what's the league that folded before XFL. Um. Dang, it was like two or three years ago. Not the AAF. Uh, yes, 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 the AAF. AAF? Okay. Yep. 
They had the San Antonio Commanders. So if you go oh, to the Oh, they stole Antonio, their whole little slogan, right? They stole their little slogan, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, you've seen it on Twitter. So if you go okay. to the San Antonio Commanders Twitter page, the like their old Take Command logo has the, or Take Command hashtag has the Washington name on it now. <laughs> so awkward. So awkward. Bro. Yeah, so they said it embodied what DC is about. Um, the DMV right. area, as far as <laughs> wink, wink. I, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, Washington Commanders is a name for the future of the Washington franchise, and yeah. Also, Dane, next week there's a big game happening in the NFL. Doesn't feel uh, like it. So carry on, <laughs> Super Bowl. Get, get to your point, Seth. The Super Bowl, man. <laughs> Our guy Joey B, Joe Burrow, and the Bengals. Taking on Los Angeles Rams, which I did have in the Super Bowl. I had the Rams. Remember that? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I had Rams Chiefs. Good job. But uh, Rams and How does that feel? I mean, I, I give my brother a hard time about it. Him, he's his disdain for the Chiefs because, of course, you guys have never beaten uh, Patrick. Oh, I love that the Chiefs are out. So, but here's the thing. He, he is hate, And, of course, you guys take your opportunity to jab me because Cowboys lost to the Broncos. I don't care. Oh, yeah. But why why would you in your right mind hope for the Chiefs to make it to the Super Bowl? Like, I'm just curious. Me and myself me? and everybody. Yeah. Oh, you talk. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you, for me, I, I'm separating. Back, back that up real quick for me. Clay I'm separating ball. my prediction, what I thought, uh-huh. to what I believe, or excuse me, what I want to happen. Okay, like gotcha, I make gotcha. those like my prediction isn't necessarily what I want to happen. Want to what happen. I think is gonna happen. I got you. So when I, I made you. that Chiefs Rams prediction, that was like I legit thought, you know, the I think like everybody really thought the Chiefs were were going back to the Super Bowl. Um, I, when I got back from yeah, we left. The game started, and it was good enough squad. Like, All right, let's go. We left. Um, we left as a family went to go check on the house because the house was being built. So we we're going to go check on it. Came back. I'm like, damn. These fools came back. Like, what the yeah. hell? Like, that's how not confident I was they're gonna win. I was like, okay, this game's over with. But yeah. how and awful do you have to be to be Patrick Mahomes or a fan and be like, dang, we literally could have went back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All we had to do, all he had to do was check down to somebody in the flats or kick the field goal before halftime. Yeah. That sucks to be Just- that close. Right, that close. And speaking of close, bro, like every, have, can you remember a better like playoffs in your lifetime that you remember watching where every game, yeah, yeah, from the divisional round, like those six mm. games from divisional round and championship round, I, I, I can't recall. I don't ever remember every game having me like stick to my seat, like you know what I'm saying, like to the very last it possession, was, last tough. score, last play. I don't think so. I don't think so. It, it, I mean, yeah. there was a lot of good games, like a lot of competitive games across the board. Um, a lot of surprising upsets, too. But mm-hmm. yeah, to your that goes back to the parody man. that you talked about earlier in the league or earlier in the, in the episode with within the NFL. Yeah. And um, like league, teams. Man. And that's how you get from from an NFL perspective, like their marketing team and everybody that runs that and the higher ups that want the audience mm-hmm. engaged to get new fans. That's how you get new fans. Like yeah, Bengals in the Super Bowl. You don't want to see this, right? You don't want to see the same teams in the Super Bowl every year, right? Mm-hmm. Like the parody aspect is something that I feel like, with those games being so close, and then having a team like the Bengals come out and be represented on the AFC side, that that attracts new fans. I know the NFL is loving that, yeah. and we'll break down the Super Bowl more on next week's episode. But just off the top of your head, what what sticks out to you as far as the Bengals and the Rams matching up? They know how to get their offensive playmakers the ball. That's how they're. they're that's how they are in the Super Bowl. Whether it's uh, competent quarterback play or whether it's competent play calling, offensive play calling, they know how to get their their money guys the ball. That's that's all there is to it. You have amazing offensive weapons like Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham. Um, Cooper Cup, have, man. How did how is Cooper Cup always open, bro? <laughs> It's always open. Like I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know. But we, every everybody, everybody knows the super athletic, freaky white dude 
and yeah. he just the knack that he has for getting everybody, everybody that's played on a professional or everybody that's played on a seven on seventeen football team, basketball team. Everybody knows that one that one super athletic white dude. They'd be like, man, white dude kind of cold, man. Like mm-hmm. everybody, everybody. So he's, I mean, he's dudes on another level. But I ain't gonna say I've been known that, but you know, I seen the boy in my own two eyes. You know, versus my Sam Houston Bearcats back in the day. So I knew boy, mm-hmm. I knew boy's gonna be a star. I knew he's cold. Nah. But he 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 was uh he's a route runner and then message to any up and coming receivers you want the NFL dudes or colleges notice you separation that's the yeah. every everything before the the ball gets to your hands because he's uh amazing amazing separator like just how wide open dude gets but shout out to him man shout out to Jamar Chase shout out to uh, with T Higgins, shot. Oh, what's the status of old buddy tight end from Bengals? Is he is he done? No, uh, it said it was an M- MCL sprain. Uh, what's his so CJ CJ Duzma? I don't want to don't want to butcher buddy's name. I forgot his name. Right, I, I probably okay. did. But if Miles listened to the episode, Miles just yeah, let us know how you pronounce homie name. Yeah, <laughs> the only Bengals fan that I know. Yes, <laughs> yes. I always try to give him props off the all the game. Man. He uh he had messaged when I posted our predictions. Uh, he he put on there with a, like a shocked face, you know. Yeah, he was like, all right, bet. Against, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. My bad. Hey, look, my bad, Miles. I'm sorry, man. My bad. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to CJ too, man. Uh, yeah, and Joe and Joe Burrow, man, like. He made some plays in that game, like like they were dead in the water, and he just kept making plays as much yeah. as we talked me. about. Yeah. Like they, they don't get the offensive tackle or offensive guard in the yeah. first round this year. Like I don't but he talk about getting pummeled pause mm-hmm. and like just running for his life the entire game and still just coming back. Making coming play back. after play. Yeah. And, and that's another aspect. I, we'll talk about more next week, but mm-hmm. they they go, they're gonna need some help with this D line with Von Miller, and obviously Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Donald Floyd, uh, Deontay. Yeah, yeah, oh, those guys. Out, man. What I, I said, Aaron Donald, said Von Miller first. Like, like we know he's a bron- he was a Bronco, Deontay. We oh, know, we know, we know. This guy. Nah, you talk about the. You need to talk about the best. Player in the NFL himself, uh, Aaron Donald. That's right, the guy. Of course, no disrespect, <laughs> no no plex, Thank, Aaron Donald. But thanks bro. for clearing that up. Yeah, no, hey, let, don't yes. let homie come over and hit you up, bro. You see what he did hey. uh, was uh, Devonta Freeman <laughs> had that boy moonwalking in midair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's that'll be a tough matchup for them. So uh, we'll talk more about about that le- next week. But uh, yeah, shout out to Joey Burrow and the Bengals. And you you didn't mention Matt Stafford. You didn't want to mention him because you oh, don't like Matt. No, Stafford. no, no, no. Here's the thing. Hey, I, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a whole hundred. I'm still right. I'm still not a believer in Matthew Stafford. That's just what it is. Dude's been a career. He's a bona fide scrub. He can't play. His hands are too small. <laughs> no, I just get so I just get so tired of people. Or before he became a Ram, I just got so tired of him. Oh yeah, Matthew Stafford is the whole thing. He's a good quote. It's like, bro, he hasn't done anything. The man, I mean, obviously you can't do much of anything if you play for Detroit. I get that. But okay. there was a Stat Patford, bro. That's the dude's nickname. I mean, like that's that's just what hey, it is. When you're down 10, 20 points a game, you got to do something to come man, back, right? Man, what was all that smoking energy and non-recklessness in the first two or three quarters of the game? I ain't trying to hear that bull job, man. You putting your whole team in the in, – so he, okay, Matt Stafford wins the Super Bowl. Then, like, no, no, he, no. Matt Stafford gets props right now for taking oh, for okay. taking his team to where he's at. I'm still gonna be okay. a hater. I got to keep on it. Like, you, that's you gotta that's, get that's your, just what it is. Look, that's just what, on, huh? That's what it is, baby. That's all it is. I'm gonna just. I gotta keep it 100. Like, I wasn't a Matthew Stafford fan just because of just the nature of his play. Like, people, you know, oh, lauding over the guy and fawning over him because you know. Threw for fourteen thousand yards in the season, and of course went three and fourteen somehow. So, but shout out, to, shout out to Matt Patford, bro. And he he's you know, stupid <laughs> man. Super Bowl. Shout out to him, man. Hopefully, oh, I just want to see a good game. I honestly could care less who wins. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not gonna bet or anything on the game. I just hope we get a, a decent game or whatever. But yeah, um, both of these teams also one thing, another thing I wanted to highlight aside from the two getting their 
number one receivers the ball, Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup, the run game. They both have I love the way I love the way they utilize running backs. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon is Cam Akers, man, coming yeah. back. That's insane. What? Man, towards ACL. The freaking NFL body on average, the NFL body is that is a beast. Like the injuries that these guys go through, just the wear and tear, like these guys are playing like that's just the willpower of the NFL, and the average I, NFL body is that, crazy. And I think, bro, I think it has also something to do with, and I'm not a medical expert, and we might need to bring somebody back on like KJ to talk hmm. about this, but... I was like, who do we know that has yeah. to have a profession in this sort of thing? <laughs> is that like, they have to be like advances in technology in, in the medicine world where these guys are recovering quicker from injuries like that, like... uh like a torn ACL, mm. torn Achilles. Because that was like, a death sentence back in the day, wasn't it? Like, yes. You think yes. about it with Booby Miles and them, and like, like that's a death. Like it was, that's a wrap. You shred your knee, it's over with. But now right. it's like, oh yeah, bro. You know, I, uh, I was walking to my refrigerator, torn my ACL last week, but I'm good now. You know, I'm in rehab. I squat about 275 pounds. But yeah, times, but I'm good now. So it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was only on crutches for two weeks. Now I'm walking <laughs> in this boot. Like what? Yeah, I picked up my car and moved it around the block the other day, too, but I'm good now. <laughs> I don't know what's up with these super soldier dudes, but, bro, like, it's – I'm, I'm it's impressed insane. by it. Always, I'm always impressed by the physical elements of what these guys are able to push their bodies to do. Like, it's nothing short of impressive. Just when you think about it, these are the top, like, half a percent of people, performing people in the world. Like, they're, 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 there won't be any better in-shape people than some of these guys, so it's just kind of cool, but – um, yeah, Joe Mixon. I love his run style. I mean, we watched we watched Joe Mixon since what back in what back in OU, right? Back in OU, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> OU days. So it's. I mean, he's been. That's that's the kind of NFL back that you need. You know, this style of play and tough between. They got the they got some my JP run too from Oklahoma. Yeah. He was about to piss me off, bro. Boy's about to yeah. lose in the game. I was like, bro, you one job, bro, like. They said Joe Mixon wasn't down too on that one run. Did you see that? Yeah. The one where he didn't get touched. Yeah, you know how gamesmanship. Go. The fix. Just let it go. The fix. No the fix. But yeah, but yeah. It should um, be a very yeah, entertaining Super Bowl next next week, and we'll make our predictions on next week's episode. And in the college football world, Dane, mm. former Oklahoma quarterback. Caleb Williams finally makes a decision, which everybody kind of knew where he was going. Damn well, he knew where he was Lincoln going. Lincoln Riley, yeah, head I to why he says, I mean, credit to him. You know, he's a teenager at the end of the day, so I, I get it. But you know, that. yeah. Ain't no I shame think in your game, bro. Where that whole, where, the, where with your whole chest, my boy. That that could probably be something we talk about again next week or something. Oh, but the transfer portal, as far as I think I saw a stat. Like over a thousand something kids in the portal this this past season, which is crazy to think about. Like a thousand kids trying to find homes, and not every student athlete is gonna find what right. they're looking for. And so that's just this whole big shuffle thing that we already talked about. That's gonna forever change college football. Which I think, as many meetings as they've had, and with everything with NIL, these these suits are gonna get in a in a in a room and make rules about it. I don't think this will last long with this one, about, one time transfer. Thing. Think about this. And anybody else that, that has a messed up thought process about the transfer portal and doesn't like it. Well, mine's not messed up. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about you. Not talking about oh, oh. <laughs> you have a problem with the transfer portal, but you happen to be a fan of the Arizona Cardinals, the Cincinnati Bengals, or even the Cleveland Browns. Something's wrong with you. And I say that because this. There would be no Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, and of course, I hate to lump him in here with these guys because he doesn't belong, but Baker Mayfield without the transfer portal. Like, they have success in it, not to say because they ended up at the university they went to, they're able to be, you know, good professionals in, in the league. That's not what I'm saying. But they were afforded the opportunities necessary to them and granted to them because they were able to transfer to other schools. And because of that, they were able to build competent and beautiful resumes to get drafted in high positions. And of course, essentially, or eventually for most, I'd say two out of three of those guys, they're going to get super good long-term contracts. 
it is what it is. This is the route to success. There, oh, there, there isn't one one way to success. You don't have to go to one school and stay there all four years and or five years and then you know make you know make a living. It's okay. You can move around. That's your right to do so. To get mad at these 17, 18, 19, and 20 year olds for moving around and going to schools to benefit themselves when you yourself would move from your particular job that you're at after six or seven months just to make sure that you're putting your family in the best possible position that's it's it's problematic i don't see how you i can't see how you think that that's okay to hate on these young cats it is what it is it's their life they are your entertainment whatever they do to that affects their livelihood it doesn't affect you you. exactly let them let them dudes live man at the end of the day let the boys play yeah let the boys play play. let the boys play Stop being a hater and stop pocket watching, man. Let them boys yeah. get their money. Cause you getting your bread. Why are you stopping hating? Why are you hating on them when they trying to get their bread, man? Come or on, say man. pocket watching. Pocket they pocket watching. watching. They pocket watching, man. <laughs> pocket watching. They, like, you, know what they, you know what they like? They like. Oh, never mind. I save that analogy for another day. <laughs> put that in my look. Put that in my pocket. <laughs> Caleb <Kayla> Williams, <laughs> USC. Not surprising. Not surprising. The uh, yeah, the USC should be looking looking uh, pretty pretty decent. Okay, here you go. <laughs> We're trying to Cowboys. get rid of We don't talk about I the Cowboys yet. <sighs> but our our last our last story of the pod, Dane, and I believe the game is kicking off probably as we're we're recording this episode, the Senior Bowl. Man, I honestly I haven't really been paying attention to the athletes. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. Right now. It's time for General Homeboy. General Homeboy. Of course, I'm unprepared, but it's cool because I'm prepared. So, boom. Here we go. Senior Bowl. It's an amazing time of year. We have some of the best athletes in all of college football come together up in Mobile, Alabama, and they get to run practices against each other. And then, of course, it ends with the culmination of a game where they're running 20, 25 miles per hour, boom, heading to each other, bam, making good tape. You've seen the likes of your Zach Martins and your Aaron Donalds um, make a name for themselves and move up their their draft stock and, of course, have pivotal pivotal all-pro Hall of Fame level careers thus far. This is where legacies are created. Um, there's a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of bunch of bunch of talent that goes without saying, but I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. Deontay, your team and my team, we both have struggled with protecting the quarterback. Um, we've made a mockery of the game by quote unquote not blocking, not doing a good job of being aware of you know situations, getting quarterbacks killed essentially. False starts, holding is plagued both of our teams, mine's more so than yours. Yep. Fortunately for us, um, with the nature in which we're picking in the draft, your team and as well as my team, there's a plenty of opportunities for beefing up that offensive line, getting guys that have a quote-unquote mean streak and can sustain blocking and have the measurables, if you want to say. My thing is, if you can play, you can play. It doesn't matter how long your arms are, how small your hands are. It's not matter what's in there, how big your heart is. So off top this year, I am proclaiming based on what the, the practices that we've been seeing, the NFL draft is going to be made in the trenches this year. The guys that you're going to see have the most success are going to be offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Um, if I had to pick one or two guys, as much as I love these wide receivers and these freakishly fast and big wide receivers that are coming out this year, I'm probably going to have to go with two offensive linemen that can fix our problems. Um, it's cliche to go with one of these guys, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Lindenbaum from Iowa State. Center, uh, state championship wrestler. He took down um old buddy from um worse from uh the Buccaneers. Like you seen if you if you've seen um Tristan Worf's uh play uh play football, he's an aggressive human being. 
doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take much from anybody to see him get, you know, beat. I've seen clips, of course, there once draft season pulls around, you see clips from like high school and stuff like that. They're both the top ranked players in, in Iowa that year, if I'm not mistaken, when they came out. But anyways, um, hell, hell of a player. He's going to be somebody's all pro center two, three, four years from now. Jason Kelsey, like, he's yep. athletic just like him. He's he's nasty, bro. Of course, people are going to say he's undersized, but that is what it, it doesn't matter how short or how tall you are. If you can play, you can play. That's been my motto. What is what it is. Second player, um, this is tough. I'm gonna add in because oh, my Broncos are in a in a. In a weird, I wouldn't say weird, we just hired Nathaniel Hackett. And as much as I don't like the idea of Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver, seems more and more like that's going to be the case. But if by chance that's not the case, that means we need a quarterback because I think a new coach is going to want to pick his guy. And I think that kind of leaves Drew Locke on the outs. As much as people in Denver still like Drew Locke, I don't. I don't think he – I think he needs a fresh start somewhere else. I think Denver needs a fresh start at quarterback. So, in the draft, we're picking at nine. And it's not very – it's not a draft heavy – or, excuse me, quarterback heavy draft. Ain't no quarterback's going to be taken in the top five. That's, that's right. not happening, unfortunately. Right. They, and so, a name, <laughs> a name that I've heard this week a lot that's making a lot of noise and a lot of um, draft – Experts top quarterback is Malik Willis. Okay. And f- from what I've seen, as far as a comparison, I, I don't like to compare, but the hype that Josh Allen was receiving, not necessarily mm. the same quarterback, but the same kind of hype that Josh Allen was receiving coming out of Wyoming is, you know, since Wyoming was a smaller school, not mm. a power five school, right. uh, Malik Willis went to Liberty. And so um, I think that's, the kind of hype he's getting now as far as mm-hmm. or the the hype that he wasn't getting before that he's getting now during senior bowl week. And depending on how he plays in the senior bowl game today, I think he could probably rise up draft boards. And I think it'd probably be smart for Denver. And I'm sure they already talked to him to kind of see what he could look like. I would love mm-hmm. for him to get picked by um by the Broncos if we can't get a top quarterback in the trade uh, as much as I don't want Aaron Rodgers for, for other reasons that people might be able to uh, guess why. But like, if we don't go that route, I would love to have Malik Willis uh, be a Denver Bronco, but yeah, that's okay. my, two okay. Cents, but okay. yeah, man, just thought I'd put I you on the spot real quick. Oh yeah. I got, you. I, I got one. I got one other player. That's it. Go ahead, one other bro. play. One other play. Well, man, two, two other players. Just, just two, just real quick, just real quick. Go ahead. You're going to, we don't have, like I said, we don't have um, – there isn't a Joe Burrow in this draft. There isn't a, a Chase Young in this draft. We don't have those guys. That's not to say that this draft isn't going to be good, but you, the guys that are responsible for making these picks are going to have to be on top of them doing their homework. But two additional guys – or two – I only had one one other guy I was going to talk about, but then I thought about the second guy that I would be a moron if I didn't bring him up. But one of the other guys I was going to bring up uh, was – Zion Johnson, he was a offensive lineman, guard, probably a guard, probably going to play guard when he gets to the league, from Boston College. He's been doing pretty well. Um, we get a, we get to see – you're going to see a lot of matchups um, within between last week and up to the you know next week of one-on-ones between these guys because that's a lot of what they do. A lot of the practices are made up of them going one-on-ones. A lot of NFL coaches are there. They're scouting. They got their scouting hats on right now. But you're going to want to pay attention to that name because he's going to be – one of your premier authentic back in the day, old school offensive guards, big dude. Um, the other guy um, you've probably heard about him a lot. If you've been watching college football, but he's a terror. He's probably going to be one of the best edge rushers um, coming into the league. Um, and I'm speaking of no one other than Jermaine Johnson. Um, I saw him bull rush that one guy from, uh, dang, what school, Kentucky. I think he bull yeah. rushed the right uh, tackle from Darren Kentucky. Kenner. Yeah, Darren Kenner. Yeah, yeah, man. Unfortunately, that looked bad. Could have killed and Jermaine Johnson from Last Chance U too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So um, the 
I love watching skill guys. I'm I'm a former wide receiver myself, so I w- love watching skill guys. But I'd be an idiot if I wouldn't, you know, if I didn't bring up the the guys in the trenches. They're gonna be, get all the awards, and I'm talking about the, you know, my favorite draft pick award type of stuff. They're gonna get all the awards in a few months. So yeah. shout out to the boy, the big boys in the trench, those dogs in the trench, getting the work done, making sure they're keeping the pocket clean and pushing the pocket, um, and and getting after the quarterback. So. We are both our teams need it. Um, probably yours more than mine's. Yeah. I'm just kidding, mine's more than yours, but <laughs> hopefully they make the right decisions. And you know, that's that's all I got for you this time. That's all appreciate it, Dane. I realized uh, that I said the senior bowl was playing today. I'm I'm thinking today is Saturday because I'm at home, but it's oh, today's Thursday. The senior bowl is for those listening, the senior bowl is Saturday. Okay, they're still practicing now. I'm thinking my timing's all off with being off from work and stuff, but senior bowl is this Saturday. Um, practice is still going on now, but yeah, Dane, thank you for your take. It's time for General Homeboy. I'm not an athlete. Still not an athlete. Still not. Shout out, Keith. Shout out to our guy, Keith. And we will close on that episode 72 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts. Check out our website, www.theduosportsandstuffpodcast.com. You can follow our Twitter page and Instagram at Duo SNS Podcast. Follow me at DEPS Right Steps on Twitter and Instagram and Dane at Dane BTX on Twitter and Instagram. Dane, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, man. Uh, appreciate y'all for rocking with us, man. Y'all are, y'all are awesome, man. We thankful for just the engagement that we have with y'all and just the opportunity we have to talk about something we love to watch and enjoy. So shout out to y'all for making this a thing. Um, y'all stay warm, stay safe. Um, yes. Be a blessing to somebody, man. And just be thankful and grateful of life because we got each other, man. It's gonna get us through the, this this little winter thing we're going through, as well as this yeah. pandemic. So, love y'all, man. Appreciate yeah. y'all. Uh, holla at y'all later. Oh, Deontay was playing 2K NBA 2K, so I, I'm gonna need to know this right. Shame on him for playing yeah, that. He also man, bought Madden. Man. I don't know why he did that. Uh, that's disgusting. He is a, a disgusting human being. Oh, I'm, that I'm actually game. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I can I can plug my article that I wrote. The uh, top five, <laughs> top five must-have features for EA right. Sports College Football game um, on ourdailybears.com. I'll actually link that in the description of this episode. Thank you for the thank you for that, Dane, for the for the alley oop, my guy. Man, I wouldn't even try to do that, but since we already on the topic, I, one thing I did uh, like about the one thing I did like about the article that you pointed out is just how they. Well, you weren't trying to say it, but they watered down the process, the recruiting process for college football revamp. Uh-huh. Bringing the transfer portal would be kind of dope and just incentivize the the player to actively pursue these these guys that could potentially be on the team. So, yeah, like the article. Appreciate you for writing it. Um, but again, you're still a sucker for buying Madden and you're still yeah. a sucker for playing NBA 2K. And I'm only saying it because I'm not playing. You see how Dane showed, showed all that love and then he just yeah. took it all away. It was a compliment sandwich. You you, yeah. you you say all the ugly stuff on the outside and you put the good stuff on the inside. So yeah, <laughs> good article. But by the way, you uh, suck. You suck. All right. Appreciate you, brother. And right, appreciate, appreciate you, you and everyone else for tuning in to another episode of The Duo. Episode 72. We are out. Just do what